Are we going to be... Are, that's up. Are we going to be talking about cocaine? No. But you can if you want. Started watching uh, Narcos. Yeah. The new one. Bro. You watch it? No, but I'm so deep in the chopper. Good morning and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned in to the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show. Coming at you from the Pico Youth Center in Santa Monica, California. Sitting across from me, my co-host and partner. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Chumahan. Bowen. American Indian. 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 Elegant and barbarian. Southern Cal I Forney and bringing you classic rock hits once again. Okay. Ali, have you heard this song before, Ali? We got a new man <laughs> oh, in the studio. He's tripping. Listen up, Ali. This is real shit. Feel old, bro. Hey, shh. Shut up. <laughs> Ali, listen to this. Right now, and then I want your honest reaction as you hear this. Okay, shh. Honest reaction. Trying him out, he's sitting in, seeing if he feels us, if we feel him, whatever. Yeah, he's just yeah. here. Uh, first of all, Ali, how old are you, my friend? 22. 22. So this song's older than Ali, probably. Yeah, right? a lot yeah, older. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Ali, now, what do you? What was your impression of that intro? Pretty euphoric. I felt like I was about to enter the heavens. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Well, it was by a guitar god. It's funny you should say that, Ali, because the album cover of this uh, track, the album cover is a guitar in the sky, clouds in the heavens. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. You ever heard of Dire Straits, man? Mm Mm-mm. Wow. Wow. And I'm not saying that like it's a bad thing because I know you're only 22, but wow, bro. that You just heard some legendary fucking rock and roll right about there. That's interesting. All right. All um, right. Go All ahead. right. Take us um, On sound, Sean, old blue eyes himself. Sean Lewis. Certified audio professional. Ragaton. 
an engineer for the Hard Luck Show. <laughs> Sorry. Take a second. Yeah, whenever you're ready. With my Muay Thai fist I even got a bowling fucking wrist guard <laughs> I don't know that <laughs> And that was dope. our showrunner extraordinaire We're doing a mix Mr. over Schwartz. here Yes Yeah Back again Yeah, yeah. Schwartz Get a little mix right here Who is that? This is, uh, oh, this is a Nems intro. I've been in this game for years. Oh, it's made me an animal. That's right. That's oh, right. True words that have been spoken. That's right. Big back. Here. There. There, there he is. Go. Gasolina, man. Gasolina. Okay. Yeah. And we, uh, we, as as Chumahan mentioned, we have Ali, young Ali, on today with us. Okay, let me bring you Ali's theme music. Here we go. go. Look at his face. Yes. I don't know. I don't know why uh, Ali chose this, but this is good. This yeah, is this is very spiritual from the Himalayas, bro. Throat singing. Yes. Tuvin's throat singing. Yeah, it sounds kind of like um, Tom Waits. Right. Oh, yeah. It does sound like a Tom Waits song. Smoke after like it eight does. years of smoking cigarettes. Yeah. All right. All good. Right. Thank All you right. very much. What's Thank going on, Juman? How was uh, your weekend? My weekend, weekend. How your week? How was your Shit, week? Shit, fuck, bro. You want to know the truth, man? I'll tell you straight up, bro. Monday was fucking thunderfuck blue skies, bro. I was in hearing that was full of stress and everything was riding on it. And I prepared every which way but Sunday for every possible outcome. Uh-huh. And it was all coming down live. And there was uh, about five to six different people that were depending on how this thing was going to turn out. Uh, and that was just how my week started. Like, that was Monday, which meant Sunday wasn't like a rest day. Mm-hmm. It wasn't another, it, it, no. I had to fucking get everything Prep. geared up. Right. Mm-hmm. Ratchet up the whole fucking uh, skunk works and all the bullshit. And I fucking went in there and, um, <sighs> bro. I don't even know. I mean, maybe actually, you do know what it's like, I think, to sit there in the hallway of a courthouse. Yes, I do. Stanley Mosque is where I was, waiting just to be called. And I got a wheeled cart full of do- paperwork. Right, documents. Yeah. Oh, bro, because I've been in situations where we've given the other side everything, right? And the day of the hearing, they're like, oh, I don't know what he's talking about. I have to have all the backups in case they pull that bullshit. <laughs> and they have, bro. That was Monday. It was uh, an insane thing. And then um, 
after that, right, Thursday was Veterans Day, which I want to give a shout out to all the veterans. Yes, yes. shout out to the veterans. Including um, even the veterans of the Indian War, the Red Brothers. Yes. Right? They're all veterans. They All all that blood went into making these uh, United States. But that day was also a special anniversary day. Mm. Because my wife and I's anniversary is on the first. We've been married for four years now. Wow. Happy anniversary. How long you been married to Megan, Schwartz? Uh, six years. Oh, Blue Eyes, how long you been married to your wife? Since 2007. Well, so he doesn't even count the years. He's like, I don't, really, I don't know how many it is. I just know when it happened. Right. You're talking about anniversaries now. You've been married for four years. Is your wife somebody or are you guys a couple that celebrate other anniversaries? Like first date, first whatever, things like that? First of all, our anniversary isn't really November 1st. Mm. Uh, we had like two different marriages, mm. right? We had the fucking uh, Thai, uh, the Thailand marriage with the right. Buddhist monks, and then we went down to the courthouse with that kid. So we arbitrarily picked eleven one because it'd be easy to remember. Mm. So no, we ain't we ain't celebrating other bullshit, right? Do you know people like that? I I hate yeah, I hate man, people I, like that, that shit. Yeah. There's at least half the people are like that. I think once you get married, that's your anniversary and that's it. I don't know, bro. I've seen some married situations where they got all kinds of weird getups and swillips and swallops. Yeah, it's just fucking bullshit. So so we fucking we so okay. So for us, right? Mm. Thursday, right? Mm. The whole office is shut down. We're supposed to celebrate on the first. Close. It's you and your wife's business. Oh, it's closed. Man, bro. When we worked our fucking guts out on Wednesday night, Mm -hmm. so that Thursday, Mm -hmm. no guilt, no pressure, no nothing. Right. Okay. And I'm, you know, the whole time, it's straight up like every sitcom you've ever seen, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm telling my wife, I'm like, Girl, you better get ready. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Hey, girl, I hope you did your exercises because uh, <laughs> Papa's coming. And she's like, yeah, you're coming in about 20 seconds, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, better, you better be ready. Like all that shit. Right, 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 right. right, right. And I'm telling her, like, Threats. hey, big things come in small packages, right. baby. And she's Threats like, yeah, really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we fucking get that all set up, right? Now, my wife's vegan, and we're stuck down here, and the best vegan restaurants are up in Los Angeles. And there's one called Double, double zero, Michael Kenny, pizza joint, mm. vegan here in Venice. Mm. And in Beverly Hills, there's a French vegan restaurant that's got French eclairs and, and fucking croissants and all this omelets and a French onion soup, vegan, like real, mm. all that shit, right? So I'm thinking about sex. My girl's thinking about food. Right. Okay. And so, like, we're gearing mm. it up, right? And it's like Thursday. And then. Right, I'm not. I don't mean to tell tales out of school, but hey, we also got set up. We rented a room over at the fucking hotel in Costa Mesa. Oh wow! Oh, bro! Right, the whole day. Mm. Right, the whole day set up. So we go to this fucking Beverly Hills. We're fucking right, and it's a cheat day. I'm already feeling fat because I fell off the goddamn diet. Right, Mm. the fruit diet. I gotta get back on it, but whatever. Right, I always know when I've gained weight. I, oh, listen, I used to pinch my stomach and look in the mirror. I don't have to do that because I know when I gain weight is when Steve's like, and when he starts asking me what size I am, because he's got a question <laughs> if I'm small or medium, that tells me that Steve's mm. noticed that I got a little bigger. 
Then he's he doesn't want to overstep and he doesn't want to say mm. it in such a way. He's like, mm. are you wearing a small or a medium these days? <laughs> like when he's doing the super max grab. I always know. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Uh, time, so to ca- time, time to start counting calories. Uh. So we go to this fucking French place, right? You know, we're sitting there and we're fucking, you know. And I had a fucking omelet. We had a fucking blah, 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 blah. Vegan omelet. Oh, dude. Vegan omelet. Fan fucking tastic. Right off of fucking Beverly. Right off of Beverly, homeboy. Mm. Absolutely fucking good. If I could remember the goddamn name, I would tell you, but it's some mm. French shit that I, it sounds like laundry. Landre. Mm-hmm. Landre. Landrette. Hey, bro. They even had those fucking, what do you call those? Those the macaroons, right? They had them fucking vegan macaroons. Wow. Yeah, it was fantastic. And then, when we, and so, but it's crazy because I don't know if you've ever had sex before, Steve. Mm. Maybe once or twice. <laughs> I don't know. But, like, it's always not, like... Not a long time. It's not necessarily the best idea to just... Because we went to the French place. Then we went to the pizza joint. I ate a whole vegan pepperoni pizza to myself. Not a personal size. I mean, it was... I would say, honestly, it was a medium. They don't have sizes. It's just a one. Right. Right? Now, I don't know if if you've noticed this, but it's not a good idea to get super stuffed. Right. right before no, sex. Oh man. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to. I'm going to end it right there. I'm going to say I didn't let the food stop me all and right. all that stuff. And my wife and I, you know, checked into the hotel and we was like, you know, she was, she put it under her name. Right. The guy was treating us like we were cheating, you know. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, no, we're married. And, and, and I told her, like, that guy didn't believe that. Like everybody that shows up at this hotel is married. Right. Just need a break from the kid. Right, 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 right. right. But I want to say happy anniversary happy to anniversary. my fucking Chapina. Yeah. She's, uh, I've never been closer to her than ever. She's a great partner. She works her fucking ass off, and she's great with the baby. There you go. All right. What else yeah. do you need, right? What else do you need? Awesome. So that's that. What about you? How's your week? My week is good. Um, a lot of different changes going on with some different things. But what does that uh, mean? No, just 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 different different things happening. But it was a good week. Um, Any guys in the house to... acting up? Oh yeah, we got a couple characters <laughs> over there. And, what oh, today? Good. I come downstairs and it's five forty-five in the morning, and I get down to where my car's at and back, and all the trash cans have been turned upside down. All the trash is spread all over the alley. Right? I can't even back my car up because the trash. Cans. And then I look down my alley, and all the ways down the alley, all the trash cans had been like knocked over, and all the. So somebody was like, you know, knocking. Anyways, so that was going on this morning. But during the week, a lot of uh, wait. What'd you have to do to get that? I had to clean, get get cleaning that up, and getting guys up to help me fucking. Right. Get, you said the guys. Real got... way to start a Saturday. <laughs> hey, get the fuck up. Uh, I mean, can you imagine the... Big Steve coming in and be like, "Hey, hey, hey, bro." You need to fucking wake up and help out. Yeah. Yeah. I think you probably get up pretty quickly. But, yeah. yeah, but these guys were like out of staggering out there around. there barefoot, yeah. <laughs> looking <laughs> like, <laughs> like Holocaust fucking survivors <laughs> in the morning. But um, you know what, man? Um, a lot of uh, a lot of moves, man. There's a lot going on uh, aside of what I do. Uh, outside of what I do over here, man. There's a lot going on with the with with the brands. Um, and growing some brands and making some moves with vibes and um, finishing up a massive calendar for Cookies 2022. We have a lot, a lot going on with the brand, and uh, it's uh, partly part of my job to uh, 
you know, set up collaborations and in stores and promotions and, you know, different things. So we're loading up this calendar for next year and there's a lot of exciting stuff happening. Also looking at like our calendars for hard luck show. Um, and more and more working closely with Schwartz. And there's just a lot of great guests. We have a lot of good shows coming up ahead yeah. of us. A lot, bro. Yep. A, a really good shows. And and I'm just, I'm actually, I'm very grateful that Schwartz has been working. able to come aboard and work, man. Because uh, he's been able to start turning a lot of ideas into reality. Just by following through, staying on it. And, you know, I finally feel like we have somebody that's working with us to help us grow uh we you know we kind of chopped it up with uh our friend ali today and uh who's another just creative young man that uh you know we're yeah. gonna try and uh we're gonna try and incorporate him into the mix on a camera level and and continue to do what we do over here at the hard luck show and grow we brought ali in to kind of like get a feel for the energy and how to flow the conversation goes mm -hmm. and he's nodding right now ali uh, so, um, we're, we're, I'm gonna, I want to ask you first and foremost, where did you grow up? Like, what's your story? Well, I was born in New York in the Bronx and I left when I was three to Venice, like the, in the border of Venice and Marina del Rey. And I lived there majority of my life until the end of middle school. And then I moved to downtown LA to go to an art school called Roman C. Cortinez Visual Arts and Performing School. I went there for about two years, and then I moved back to the west side to Santa Monica, and that's where I live right now. Yeah. Right. What did you go right. to study at art school? Like, what was your strong suit, or what were you developing? Visuals. In what way is visuals? Well, they had different classes that I would take, and... I would take drawing, photography, digital imaging, ceramics, stuff like that. And do you consider yourself an extrovert or an introvert? Introvert. Has that been brought to your attention before? <laughs> yeah. Why? Why did you say it like that, bro? You gave me. A, you kind of like rolled your eyes a minute and was like, "Yeah, <laughs> fuck." I mean, this, I've always been that way. Like, I've been always like that kid that's just like stuck to myself and like only talk like when spoken to but i i'm like a i can be like an extrovert too like it just depends on like the setting and my mm -hmm. mood but like being too much of one thing is unhealthy so i'm like ha like 75 percent introvert and 25 percent extrovert so when you damn i'm trying to reverse it around i'm 75 the other way 25 the other way <laughs> and you know what man i i i don't even pretend mm -hmm. like dude there was a time where i was like fuck it man i should be like i just take a vow of silence that lasted about like 20 <laughs> seconds right and, and nobody cared like right, i was right. like not talking i'm like, holding your breath yeah and man, going i ain't like... gonna talk anymore <laughs> motherfucker and everyone was like good shut the fuck up <laughs> Right, there was none of that, dude. And then I, at some point, I just realized, like, fuck it, this is just how I'm set up like this. Schwartz, what do you consider yourself, an extrovert or an introvert, you bearded bastard? I, I'd say more on the extrovert than introvert, but, you know, again, it depends on the situation, too, so yeah, I totally get that. And uh, a lot of creatives tend to be more introverted sometimes that I've kind of seen. How do you know that? Uh, Well... You know, just like I said, through life, man, dealing with creative people. Mm. There's a lot of 
into, you know, I think a lot of them get their creativity from inside, whether it's inside their thoughts, uh, you know, feelings, and they're able to tap into that shit and, and kind of sparks their creativity. Sean, weigh in on this. Sure. Yeah. Introverts, creative, <laughs> fantastic. Good hey, that Sean is cold yeah, blooded, is. bro. Yeah, he's, he's a fucking cold blooded dude. Uh, what do you want me to say? <laughs> Man, uh. It's fucking ridiculous. I, mean, I, I don't know why we're talking about introvert, extrovert. I don't know why it's a topic all, all the time. <laughs> because I mean, of Ali. Cares. Ali. He likes to make it. And well. not only that, we're on a goddamn show. We're supposed to talk, and yeah, so I fucking roll around and go to you. You look like a fucking drywall <laughs> case, and you're sitting there like, mm, and then a fucking shrug. And then Ali, hey, you I know what though, Sean? You got to give him credit, bro. I've never heard anybody called drywall paste. <laughs> That's fucking good, dude. Drywall paste. Maybe give him a hand for that. Maybe uh, extroverts are, are the more creative ones. Yeah, you're right. And I was going to yeah. go there. That's bro. what he was shit. leaning towards. Yeah. That's what he was actually leaning That's towards. I was yeah, No, 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 no. Yeah. Listen, I was going to go. See, the problem is. I can go. I can argue both sides and all that shit, but it's yeah. always me. Yeah, that's why I try to throw it around. I'm like, fuck, yeah. oh, blue eyes. What do you think? And the only reason why I went to introverts, Ali bogarted this uh, episode. He took it over <laughs> and said, let's make it about introverts. He, you even have an introvert smile, Ali. Like you smile, like, oh, should I smile right now? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's no about doubt. to happen. Yeah, yeah. Now, hey, hey, hey. So anyway, thank you, Ali, and everything that we had to talk with Ali. And we had some questions, and even old blue eyes. Yeah, right. Good, you know what's great? No. Hey. So, so I, so this is the truth. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. So I go in this fucking gas station. Steve's like, you know, hey man, when we this Ali, I want you to put him through the pavement. Really ask him, man. Like lay it out, bro. Mm. Like when Steve <laughs> says that to me, it's the opposite. When Steve's like, hey, you might want to lay back. Let this weed do talk, man. <laughs> the <laughs> fuck, bro? Not everyone's on your page, bro. <laughs> right. All right. But when he then when he goes, hey, I want you to really lay this out, right? Then I know it's time for the gas, mm -hmm. right? Uh, you tell the Indian that it's crazy, right? <laughs> but then I see Ali, I'm like, eh, this guy looks like a, a, a regular dude, like he's cool, man. Whatever, I'll, I'll just ask him point blank, what do you got? So I sit down, Ali's counting ceiling tiles right now. <laughs> I go, Ali, I go, what you got? And then Ali just laid it out. He's like, boom, 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 and he went through the firing squad, right? Mm -hmm. But he didn't go through the entire firing <laughs> squad, right? Mm -hmm. Oh fucking drywall pigs, Yeah, he was yeah. like, he was biding his time. He was yeah. like, I'm gonna let the Indian no, work no, himself. No, no, no. This is because I I come from a school of like, <laughs> no, look, I come from a school. It's like democratic talking, right? Everybody gets their turn. Mm -hmm. But when you're in a when you're in a room with Chumahan, mm -hmm. it's just like, yeah, I'm just taking over this motherfucker, uh -huh. and there's no space to come in, right? You have right. To, you right, have to right. actually be like, all right, motherfucker, hey. I got a fucking question. That's what happened with the, uh, That's what happened with the guy we had on recently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And then not only that, it's yeah. not a conversation with Chumahan if he doesn't go in hard on you. Right, right, right. right. So you went hard on him for about. Are you going to show up? Well, yeah. they're going to be here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's yeah. The that ain't a yes. Cut the fucking shit. Man. Well, that's true. Yeah, that wasn't good. A yes. And good. and Ali told us why it wasn't a yes. Right. He mm. gave the parameters. Right. All right. right. So okay, right. But then that's all done, right? Mm. It's all packaged up. And I'm like, well, I'm satisfied. <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever. And then, and then I'm like, anything else? And then, oh, blue eyes, like, he does his old Columbo shtick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, hold on just one minute. You, you said depth perception. Do you mean to say the blah, 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 blah? And you got kind of technical. Right, because what I'm seeing is dollar signs. When he, <laughs> says, when he says shit, I'm thinking, oh, fuck, this is going to be expensive. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. But, but. 
Ali mollified you. Yeah. You got mollified. Yeah. You were like, all right, those are sensible answers, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that. See, that's that's why we're the combo. That's why I don't call him when I'm cashing people off for the show. Right. He's going to get nervous. I'm going to ask him for something. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Keep all that hidden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't want guys stressed out. Uh uh, yeah. bro. Uh uh-uh. uh. Start yeah. mentioning cameras and shit, dollar signs. Oh, dude. When Homeboy said red, like R E D red, and they, and I, he almost passed out. It's kind of like, when I've like been, it's kind of like <gasps> on, some, on some police chases, right? As the more stuff that I saw chasing me down, <laughs> I'm doing the math on how much it's adding, which oh, really? which equates to, to how charge. much time I'm going to be going. <laughs> right. down, oh really? Right? Yeah. Oh bro. Oh yeah. When, wow. when, when the SWAT team, when they, when Santa Monica SWAT team came to Hollywood, came to Hollywood to get me, I'm already thinking when they get me, there's a co- there's a chopper, there's all these tactical gear dudes coming out of the fucking bush, and I'm counting them and I'm looking at all the car and I'm like. I'm, I'm fucked. I'm <laughs> fucked, bro. You just see a this dumpster. is not a slap on the hand now, dude. So this like, is, you if, see, if you see a cop r- rappelling off a rope, you know <laughs> yeah. that's at least eight years. Exactly, because right. that like that costs a lot of money to get right. clearance. If they had to fly their fucking helicopter right. from Santa Monica to Hollywood to uh, get me, yeah. well, flash. They don't do that and give you a year or two years, right? Yeah. right. You you're, get what I'm saying, right? I, you're seeing yeah. a fucking dumpster full of cash on fire. Yep. Exactly, bro. So when you say that, it's like, yeah, I'm just equating. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> switching gears real quick now. So, Ali, thank you very much. Yeah. For, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. Looking yeah, forward to good. it. Yeah. Um, I just got done reading Breathe uh, by Hicks and Gracie. Right. right. And it's Hicks and Gracie's... Um, autobiography and he talks about from soup to nuts mm-hmm. the entire gracie jiu-jitsu phenomenon mm-hmm. wow amazing and, amazing and he starts off with who it was medeo miyoti medeo or some bullshit like that mm-hmm. the little japanese dude that was the jiu-jitsu guy who left tokyo and was going around the world in these like fucking you know, free-for-all, bare-knuckle fights and knocking dudes out and trapping dudes and fucking dudes up back in, like, the 1920s or earlier than the 1920s. Like, that must have been a tough time to be brawling around the world, you know? And to be... Bare-knuckle, back-of-the-bar type, right? Damn, right. Yeah, man. right? And that right was the death. entertainment. There wasn't right. that much TV. Right. That's what people were doing. Right. And you want to pay to see that. And imagine, right? Imagine you're in New York, or imagine you're just a regular chowderhead drinking lager, looking for a good fucking spectacle. Right. Right? And all of a sudden, out comes this 140-pound little Japanese dude. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about I'm gonna kick whoever's the biggest motherfucker here. I'll, I'll take anybody, right? I'll kick your motherfucking. Ass. I'm gonna have you fucking saying uncle in two minutes, right? You, you big guy, I'm talking to over there. Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, don't look at me. Are no, you eyeballing I'm me? Have you fucking uh, begging me to fucking let go of you in two minutes? Right, I'm gonna have you sucking on the curb in right. about two seconds, motherfucker. Looking for your mama's nipple when I'm done with you. Exactly. Boy. Right. Like a little Japanese dude's doing that. Right. Think about that. Before Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Right. Right? So that dude eventually relocates to Brazil, and he gives some demonstrations in Brazil, and Hickson's dad 
sees that and they train with that guy. And that's where they learn the jiu-jitsu tradition, which they then add some elements that are Brazilian or martial arts as well to that blah, 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 blah. I want to do a full episode on that little Japanese dude. Why did he leave Japan? How much racism do you think that dude but faced? You know what? You know what? Another thing I want to just say is this: is Chumon is like, <laughs> and I'm glad we're talking about this book. Okay, we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna promote this book. We are gonna go in. We are gonna go in on Gracie. Okay, yeah. I have some personal stories about the Gracie family and their gym. Right. That I want to share in those. And the other thing is, dude, bro, is you got to remember too, man. We have a lot. We have people that are close to those people. We have fucking Tate Fletcher. Right. Oh, yeah. he, uh, bro, he'll give you and all of us a lesson on the Gracies. I would love okay? that. Okay. Jamie Yeager. Yes. Jamie Yeager, fucking, he's part of Black House, dude. He's a member of Black House, which is Silva's. And, like, they're tied into all the Gracie guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So we should, we should, man. I think we should do a fucking show, man, and tell from the inside, outside, all of it, bro. I even know a couple Gracie cats. I was thinking about it because as I was reading the book, I was like, man, this book is better than David Goggins in terms of um, success. Like, if you want to read a self-help book. Uh-huh. I mean, you, you think could... breathe, you'll get more out of breathe than you would out of Goggins? Absolutely. 100%. When are you sending me the book? I'm going to read it. I'm going to send it to you today. Yeah, I'm we got to get the fucking book. I'm out. telling you right now. I think we should all, I think, I think, I think it should be a Mando read. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, like, the reason why I'm, I'm saying. Thanks, Shorts. <laughs> <laughs> stone man give me a fucking break yeah let the guy be stone no nah, I mean I'm thinking like <laughs> we already know Continue. he's down we already know he's I don't yeah. know. when when old blue eyes turns around like you think I'm an asshole and I am a lot of times yeah. but when old blue eyes turns then around that's another thing yeah come on yeah. so what I'm saying is is like because Hickson goes the full way bro he goes the full way. In fact, I'm going to go so far as to say that I think Hickson, in certain parts of his discussions about spirituality, taps into real, even like American Indian ideas. Not ones that he's heard before. Not, not like, oh, he went New Age or he, he went to a reservation and got a cool idea. No, I'm saying like... American Indian spirituality is, is is tribal spirituality. That is just naturally, organically emanating. It's just from the situation. Mm. It's not like a doctrine that you've bought into and right, you're putting right. onto whatever. Right. There are certain times where Hickson's talking about where he grew, drew his strength from. Mm-hmm. Right. So he learns the the jujitsu. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
And he learns his father and his uncle's like ideas about Gracie Jiu-Jitsu and, and sort of all of that stuff, okay? Then he goes in to talk about, you know, how everyone in the family is part of his dad's army, right? And they're, and, and, by the way, another shocking thing to find out is that Gracie Mansion, that's of the Gracies. Gracie, Hickson Gracie and the Gracies are part of the aristocracy of America and England. The Scottish guy, Gracie, was ahead of a bank. The Gracie mansion that they use at the mayor in New York and all that shit, that's his lineage. So it's not like these guys are just off the street or whatever. Their lineage goes back to centralized banking and even government and the aristocracy. Go ahead. How did they get to Brazil? So they got to Brazil then. They emigrated to Brazil somehow. Yeah. And one of Gracie Hicks, and he says it, one of his, uh, his either great uncle or whatever it is in there was also in the Civil War as a Confederate general. Oh, shit. So, yeah, that's how tied in they are to wow. the Americas and the New World. So when you say how did they get to, it's like a branch. It's not the wow. direct line, right. line, line. I but, had no idea. Yeah, and he lays that out I right. I thought they were poor and came from Brazil. Well, event, they did come from Well, so Hicks and Gracie and his dad were in Brazil. And a piece of them did go to Brazil. And I think, based on what I recall from the book, uh, the fam some of the family fortune that was in Brazil got lost by one of some, you know, everyone... Schwartz, who's that uncle or whoever of yours that lost Mickey? your Yeah, Mickey. Uh, you know, everyone's yeah, got an uncle son. Mickey that loses. Wait, You know what? Hold, hold on. As long as you brought that up, we, we need to correct that. Because it wasn't my uncle Mickey. It was his son who he left the business to that gave away son of everything Mickey. that lost the business. Okay, so everybody, yeah. in, Anyways. any family of great pom prominence, a lot of them have a son of Mickey who ruins it and loses the family fortune and you got to start Not over. the Schwartz family. Okay. There you go. Thank you. Son of Mickey. So they lost whatever fortune that they had in Brazil, and that's why they had to start over with this fighting thing. Gotcha. And, dude, there's so many great stories in there. I'm sure. Stories about the dad who could befriend the, any animal. Meanest dog, you name it. And there's all these great stories about bloodthirsty mastiffs and that, 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 that Hickson's dad took it upon himself to become close to and eventually did and like wouldn't leave him or Dobermans and all this weird shit bareback horse riding and all this shit and so and his dad is trying to make this empire which he actually does right right it okay. is an empire exactly and so at some point, right, everyone in the... And he's having multiple sons. I'm not going to go into the whole Dude, thing. Dude, all of his sons are champs. Right. So within the sons of champs, each one of them wants to be the best Gracie that ever existed. Hoist's son is a badass now. Right. I know people that know him. You're talking about ice cream? Is it? He's friends with... He was close with fucking... Murph. Uh, Murph and all them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, actually... Um, no, ice telling, cream. Ice cream. Yeah, That's ice cream Cron. Yeah. He used to have I a gym. I had one of his hats. Yeah. yeah, he used to have a gym in Venice. Cron. In fact... Cron. Yeah, Cron. Cron. There it is. When he won his first UFC fight, he shot out my boy because it was shortly after he had... He had passed away. Right. We right. need a, like a little. Murph. We need Crone. like a little bell sound for when Schwartz Crone. lays Crone. out a Schwartz connection to hey. our story. Crone. Hey, Crone is yeah. his name. Crone. He's a badass. He's like yeah. 20, 25 or something. Yeah. Right? Crone. Yep. Right. So see, hey, and when he won the it. UFC twenty twenty twenty, he gave a shout out to he my did. boy. Right. So see, he's got a connection. All right. So, so it's it's fascinating. So he's it, hating. He's hating. <laughs> so he goes. So he goes all the way to. Right, so Gracie, 
his older brother. Do you? Does anybody know who Hickson's older brother was? I don't. Was that Hoist? What's that? Look it up. It was Hoist, I think. Right. So that was the main Gracie at the time. Right. He wasn't he the one who fought the first yes, UFC? Yes. That's yeah. right. That's right. And so um, he goes in and talks about all of that, and then he also talks about the moment that he beat Hoist. Right. I've heard about this story. It's fantastic. So he goes all the way through all of that, and he also talks about why he likes like uh, ballet uh, Tuda, not this other fucking bullshit, right? He wants a free-for-all real fight. And he even talks about a couple of the behind-the-scenes fights mm-hmm. when he fought this fucking huge Samoan dude who was going around bullying people in fucking Brazil. And he was talking about also some of the another brother of his who was more of a businessman who was less of an actual fighter. Right. I, I've heard, yeah, I've heard bits and pieces about the story. I really want to read the book because it's, I mean, you know. I, all, along, all along the way, though, he's talking about also this guy named Orlando Connie, mm-hmm. who does biogymnastics, who invented biogymnastics. What is biogymnastics? It is a type of yoga that this yogi, Orlando Connie, developed on his own in Brazil. That is based on animal movements and breathing. But the idea being that the more that you can connect the mind and the body and breathing, then the more you will intuitively move the way an animal moves. And Hickson says, like, after all my training, he became the number one Gracie and all this shit. It was the teachings of Orlando Connie that gave him an, another superior edge. Wow. And when did he start doing that? Is that something recently or no? No. That was like right around his first fights with King Zulu. Wow. And that took him to the next level to beat, I think, even his brother. Right. So at that point in time, he starts to take the, the forward thing. He also gets way deep into a discussion about how once he, he even talks about um, Rhonda... Rousey? Rousey, and what mm-hmm. went wrong there. Oh, a lot. And he explained... What do you mean? Go ahead. I no, mean, no, 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 you, no, no, you no, said no. it like you knew something. Well, no, no, no. With Ronda Rousey, there was a lot. I mean, she was doing one move in the UFC and killing everybody, and the women's divisions hadn't been great, and then she got embarrassed, like, badly. Not by the first time she lost, but the second time she lost to Amanda Nunes, who's, like, a real-deal fighter who could fuck some dudes up. You know, it, it well, was scary. Well, so when he talks about Ronda Rousey, he talks about what she was like prior to that. Mm. He's a lot of very complimentary things to say about her fighting style. And he, in discussing what can go wrong with a quote-unquote fighter, mm-hmm. he explains what happens. And he made sure to insulate himself as much as he could from the celebrity aspect because he said once a fighter starts getting locked into that, it's no longer about fighting. Right. But ultimately, he even talks about the loss of his son and how much that even pushed him beyond. And his last fights against... And he goes back to Japan, bro. Mm-hmm. Okay, And he does their fucking UFC-style fights in Japan. And he talks about the Yakuza. Oh, wait, you're talking about the Pride stuff? And he's talking about all that, right? Right. He goes into... Dude, I'm not even going to tell you how it turns out. Maybe you've seen it on TV. He talks about Tanaka or talk some guy, mm-hmm. the highest dude 
Over there in Japan? In the Yakuza or in Pride? <laughs> I don't know, bro. Just okay. in the fighting. He's not in the Yakuza. Okay. He yeah, just yeah. talks about the Yakuza in terms of how they operate and how they work within the fighting uh, matches and stuff that goes right, on right, in Japan. Right. Okay. right? I'm not saying... Yeah, but it's, he, pride, it's, pride, it's Pride and there's a few other, other ones. Yeah. Right, right. And they have... And so Japan... Right, so think about... This is what's interesting. This dude... K2, shoot box, it's all that. Right. Leaves Japan back in the ni- early 1900s and no one takes him seriously because he's a little Japanese dude, but he's kicking ass all over North America, South America. His jiu-jitsu descendant comes back as Brazilian to Japan. And now Japan thinks this Brazilian is a fuckface and can't do anything right because he's not in the style and in the tradition. Right. And dude, when he talks about the connections that he has with various animals and certain things that he finds at the beach and how he develops um, a power out of that, bro... It's real, bro. That's real. That's fucking real. That's mm. not bullshit. Mm. That's real. You, I mean, dude, you can read all the fucking power books you want. You ain't going to be shit unless you understand what it is that Hicks and Gracie's talking about. You're not going to, you're going to lose every single time. Every time. Even if you win, you'll lose. So he goes in and he says, he's sitting there and he's talking about all of that. There's a lot to learn there, man, for mm-hmm. our world. Mm-hmm. I'm a man. Huh? And, I, and, and he gets to the point. He would study animals and gain knowledge and power from them and add to his arsenal? Let me put in you, a sense? In a sense. Right. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. The Orlando Connie, wow. the guy that gave him the understanding of, and it's why it's called breathe, is because he understands um, how to use the breath to make shit happen. And he said that he got so intuitive that he could, and he he tells you straight up in all these different fights. Mm-hmm. He got so intuitive that he could come into the ring and know, oh, that guy doesn't even want to be here. Right. Or he could shake someone's hand and know that they're emotionally unstable. Or uh, 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 he's doing all this stuff, and it's legit. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, that's true, bro. And he's sitting there, and he's telling all that. And I'm telling you, the keys to power, to real power, are there. And he got to a place in his life where he actually gave everything away and started over. Mm. I won't explain when that was, but he, and I'm talking later in life. That's crazy. He gave it all away and started over. He's a, you, I mean, you can just hear from the stories and the way that he approaches these different situations. I mean, he's just a, you, he's a special dude and, and hits at things at a different angle. And you're talking about like he could shake somebody's hand and realize they're not, you know, he's picking up on those on those cues, body, you know, body language, different vibration, you know, all that. Yeah, right. Man, he's, but but he's plugged in, bro. Yeah, but he's plugged in because he was disciplined over a long period of time. It's sure, not like sure. it's not like he he didn't he wasn't born plugged in. Right. He had to work, and he did. To get to that, and he did, and then he gets to a place where he loses his son. And I'm telling you right now, the reason why I love this book so much, why I believe in son? it, son's killed. Oh, by the fucking, by the gangs and fucking. He doesn't say who it is. He doesn't say what it is. But this, this, this Hickson had to Look go. Look that up. His See son, how his son died. His son Please. was murdered. Okay. And he had to go identify his son in a oh. pauper's grave. And he could identify it because the tattoo said Hickson Gracie number one dad. 
on his son was murdered. And it destroyed everybody. And this dude Hickson in his book is so fucking real that he said, I knew that I could go back to finding and new challenges came in at that same time, bigger purses, more money. Right. He's like, I knew at that time that I could take my frustration out on this guy or I could go chase women or I could blah, 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 blah and lose myself and all that. Right. And at that point in time, he realized like that was quitting. That was not being true to the fight. And he realized like, I got to give up everything. bigger fight. I got, exactly. Mm-hmm. I got to give up everything and allow this grief to take me. And I'm, I have to follow this grief mm-hmm. to wherever it's going to mm-hmm. lead. And I got to be there for my family. He put his family ahead of all that shit. And I'm telling you right now, when I heard that, when he, and, and it's changed his whole perspective about fighting after that. Right. Right? Like, I'm sure, like, I, when, because if you're really going to transcend the thing that you're even good at that you think you understand better than everyone else, probably at some point you have to look down and realize that's just a fucking card game. Mm-hmm. That ain't even that real. Of course. Of yes. course. Yes. How many fucking people can really honestly look at themselves and say, like, I'm even going to give up the thing that I'm the best at because there are things more important around me than that. Who who can be nah, there? Nah, people won't do that. People right. People don't do that. Right. People are too selfish to do that, usually. Scared. That too. Right. Scared. But it's scared. The selfishness is stemming from fear. Right. Right. So that's why this book he goes the full he goes the whole entire way and then he talks about what he does with jujitsu after that and I'll tell you this I, I like two things you said go ahead one thing you said was that for him taking that route at that point in time would be him quitting that it doesn't look like it right. and I stopped to think to myself how many times did I take an alternative road and I just thought I was taking a different road for a break I didn't know. That it was quitting. Right. right. That that's what quitting looks like sure at that. that stage, right? Right. And the other thing you said was he said something about, oh, yeah, that, that, that he couldn't give up on the fight. He was so trained to fight that he can't all of a sudden not fight in life when it's right. the most important yeah. time to fight. Right. Yeah. But he also managed to find a way to turn that negative thing inward, negative event, and, and use it for strength, which is... Um, really unique. Just to let you know, I did look up mm-hmm. uh, to find out how his son died, and that's ice, actually Ice Cream Cron's brother. Mm-hmm. His name was Hoxon, I'm assuming, because it's rock spelled with an R. Yeah. Um, he died. He was actually just about to go against like the top Japanese MMA fighter, Kazushi Sakuraba, <sighs> and uh, then his son died of a drug overdose. Right. A drug overdose shortly after moving to uh, to New York to pursue a modeling career. That's I want to admit. Go ahead. Yeah. What? Go ahead. So his son wasn't murdered. No, he no. was. Oh, okay. I thought he died of a drug overdose. Oh, but he did. But it was oh. murder. Wow. Oh, really? And in New York. Yes, in a fucking. Flea bitten like hotel shoot gallery, yeah, oh, shooting gallery, shooting gallery. That's right. <laughs> and the chemicals that they found in the quote unquote overdose didn't add up. Mm. And oh. Hickson says, "Now I, I'll let Hickson have the last word on it." 
Right. Hickson says it he, based on what he looked into. His son was murdered. Yeah, I mean, I mean that could be. It, I can also, I can also see how a guy like Hickson, right, and his name and his family name mm-hmm. wouldn't really have room for a junkie killing himself. Straight well, up. you could. I, say, I'm just saying. I mean, you Brazilian. Could, listen, he doesn't. He it doesn't does, matter. I'm just saying. Really, listen. Hickson does not stray away from the fact that his son was involved with drugs. Okay. He's not saying that I didn't have a Gracie that was involved with drugs. In okay. fact, throughout it. He, so he's not trying to dismiss it all. No, 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 no. He's murder. just saying the way he died with drugs in this manner didn't make sense. Mm. And he went and did an investigation as well as other people. And what came back was something other than he was just, he took a hot, he took a hot one or whatever they call hot it. Hot shot. Hot shot. And uh, so, uh, and we, you got to understand too, his son were, uh, was constantly getting in trouble. Hoxon was getting in trouble. And he acknowledges that. And Hickson himself even acknowledges his forays into drugs when he was a young man. He's real honest in this, dude. He's not trying to preserve like no. some sort of okay. brand. In fact, he, he, he contrasts himself from his brother who is trying to create a brand mm. and goes into the UFC stuff and all that kind of thing, right? He's contrasting himself from that. He's saying, I'm not that. I'm not trying to, I do believe in the family and I do believe in our jujitsu, but I'm not trying to make it seem like it's a super thing because right. that's fake shit. Right. Well, yeah, he's very different than, what is it? Okay, is it Hoist? I don't know, but Hoist yeah. is his yeah. brother yeah. that went yeah. in and fought UFC and was a right. champ. Correct. Right, and he even talks about the bad blood between, between them. them, and he talks about that his dad was kind of like on that side. Favored, favored his son. Yeah, right. Yeah. and he was not about that. No, at all. But you knew this; you could tell that. Right, he was always out to the other side of the family. Right, with the whole Gracie's UFC. Right, all the gyms. Like, right, that's one set of dudes. Right. This guy was like, like a lone wolf of the family. Yeah, they authentic, right? but they like, all, but they yeah. all, uh, everybody knew that he's the dude. Right, that's knew exactly he's the boss, and the real boss, exa- next to dad. Exactly, right. and yeah. that's exactly how it laid out. And in yeah. fact, yeah. when they even gave him the crimson belt, which a black belt's only so in their tradition, and whatever, I don't even know how they come up with these traditions. Right. But what Rickson, uh, Hickson says is that crimson belt was given to him prematurely. You're supposed to be a black belt for like 40 years or some shit like that before you can get the crimson belt. And the crimson belt's supposed to say, you not only have the skill, but now you've lived enough life that you have some wisdom. And Hickson put it in his safe until he was of an age that he could actually wear it, even though his brother Hoyt, with a big press release and all this shit, wanted to present it to him to get fanfare and all this other shit. And he's not into that. But what I thought was even more interesting was that where Hickson comes out at the end of this thing is his belief that the whole purpose of jiu-jitsu is to help the weak. It's not about fighting and, and, and getting fucking accolades from beating all these dudes, which is what he even admits. I participated in that to a point, right? But he also says, like, this is, it's, it's really about teaching the weaker people some skills so they don't have to be afraid be or get bullied. Right. That's all it really is. <laughs> that makes sense to me that that's what it is. That resonates as true to me right there. And he also is even <laughs> very frank about his physical situation now that he's older. 
his hip, his fucking arms and all this other shit, right? Bro. He's got to be fucked. That, that guy's got to have some serious shit in Boy Elm with his body. All I can tell you is, is that there's at least five, a handful of five stories. I'm not even going to go into it. I'm just going to give you little flavors, little flavor savers, little nidbits, little tidbits, little scrumptious, little, little scallions, scallions. One, in one story, he talks about all the ocular bones in his eye being shattered. Oh, shit. And continuing to fight on. That's like that. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that. that he even just laid on this gr- on the ground and like held the dude for a minute, hoping that his vision would clear up, and it didn't. <laughs> and he thought, "Fuck it, I'll just fight one eyed. <clears throat> I'll die." He was prepared to die for everything. That's what I believe in. That's what I believe in. He was prepared to die. Um, I'll give you another one. Let's see if I can think of another. You have to be a little crazy. Huh? Uh, you got to be, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he invokes the samurai. Yeah. yeah. And the yeah, samurai. But you got to be a little bit crazy to be that guy. Mm, I, Just I, in my opinion, bro. Hey, listen. Uh, you that, can have your opinion. I'm telling you mine. You got to be a little I, bit crazy I, to be that guy. Hey, listen. That's your opinion. And yeah. I'm going to say my listen. opinion is, is I don't know what that means, but I'll tell you this. According to the samurai books, the ahagakure, right? You can't really be free if you're not willing to die. You're going to sit there and fucking yeah, bro, live course, in a prison. Man. Oh, okay. right. well, for sure, bro. Right. You can't stand, you can't really stand on something unless you're willing to die. Is that how I say it? That's exactly right. 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 But I'm not saying crazy meaning negative. Right. To live my life, yeah. you have to be a little crazy. Right. To be a fucking Mike Tyson. Right. To be that, to even be a Muhammad Ali. Right. You gotta be a little bit crazy, bro. For sure. Because everything's instructing you to stop. Right. To Physically, do don't go forward. And you're willing to go against that. At some levels that are way, like, you know, when all your fucking bones are busted in your fucking <laughs> yeah. orbital, everything's telling you, it's all right, bro. You gave enough. Right. Right, you I'll gave it you, the I'll, office. I'll tell you another one. I'll tell you another mm. one. And some people might already know this story. Mm. But when he opened up his L.A. Pico, I think it was on Pico, mm. right? His fucking whatever. His gym. Gym. Right. There was people in the the Japanese... Big time wrestling, whatever that is over there, right? He'd already won something. I can't remember what it was, but he beat all three like like that. And so there was something over in the Japanese where they had one wrestler who was famous. And this dude was like, uh, this Gracie ain't shit. And then they were talking mad shit. <clears throat> and uh, his second in command. And, and and Gracie, they tried to get Gracie to fight him, and it was like zero dinero. Mm. He, he was like, oh, I ain't doing it for no money. And they were like, oh, he's a chicken. Oh, Gracie's mm. a little fucking. So then Gracie I, said, well, my address is da-da-da-da-da. We don't need a fucking wrestling match. Why don't you just show up, and let's just have a fucking fight. That was on Pico. That's right. So the second in command of this big-time wrestler came, right, showed up. 
and the press and everybody was there. And this Japanese dude was talking a big one. And fucking Hicks and Gracie's like students kept all the reporters out. Just let the dude come in. Yeah. And Hickson had a small little conversation with that dude. And Hickson had a waiver, right? And he handed it over to the second in command, a Japanese guy. He's trying to trap Hickson in a fucking PR thing. So he goes, so if I don't sign this, you won't fight me? Mm-hmm. And Hickson knew that the guy wouldn't sign it. Then he'd go back to Japan and say, see, Gracie was scared. He didn't really want to fight me. <laughs> so Gracie took that paper, crumpled it up, and said, ah, we don't need that paper. <laughs> and so the fight began. And I'll just tell you this, and I'm not going to tell you anymore. Mm. This little second-in-command Japanese dude, main trick was called a fish hook, which he (laughs) dug right into Gracie's mouth into his cheek. And it was bleeding, and the dude was pulling with all his might. And Gracie said at that moment, he said, I don't give a fuck if I have a hole in my face for the rest of my life. This motherfucker ain't going to win. I ain't going to win. That's, hard. <laughs> That's I, hard as fuck. I ain't gonna tell you any more than that, bro. But this book is worth it. Yeah. This book is motherfucking worth it. We gotta go deep on the whole Gracie. Uh, we should. Uh, the whole tradition, the aristocracy, yeah. the Japanese yeah, dude. Let's the backtrack fucking, it. Let's find out the whole story. Yeah, man. The whole motherfucking story. Oh, damn story. I'm gonna read it again. Well, this was the pre, the the prelude, the, the precursor, precom. <laughs> yeah, this was a it. premature ejaculation. <laughs> it was uh, Gracie ejaculation. All right, so <laughs> thank you, Juman. I'm right. glad that my partner reads a lot, man, because he's able to come in and knock shit out like that and for with the for us. So uh, good, man. Um, listen, man, another good show. Please, listeners, go check out www.hardluckshow.com. Go yes. check it out. We've got so much shit going on there. I'm not even going to begin to tell you. You just need to go on. Just check it out. When you get in there, you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Fridays. While you're out there, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Thank you, Sean. Yeah. And while you're out there, might as well punch in www.supermaxhardware.com. Might as well. Might as well. Might as well. Check us out. Got some holiday stuff dropping and sale coming up. Um, I want to give a shout out to, uh, and I want to send my my prayers and love uh, out to Burner. Yeah, you know yes. he's got a big he, he he's got a handle on it, man, and he's uh, he's got a fight going on. You guys know what I'm talking about. So yeah. we're we're out here for you, brother. We love you, man. We support you. Shout out to Vibes, the Soul Assassins, Estevan Oriel, Doug White Show. If uh, you yeah. haven't listened to the Doug White Show. Stop this right now. Go listen to it and come back and listen to this, okay? Yes. Um, thank you to everyone and uh, sending love out to my kids and my grandson. I also want to thank Ali. Ali. Looking forward, yeah. looking forward to to, to uh, working and building with you, Ali, and see what we can do together, man, and create together, okay? Thank you for coming in today, Ali. Do you have any shouts out, yeah, Ali? Yeah, he does. What you got? You go, give me a second to finish, huh? <laughs> You're over there looking at the <laughs> hey, walls. Yeah. Out words. <laughs> I'm talking to the guy. Uh, you have a brand, a clothing brand. Yeah, I do. It's called Cosmic Demise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And where can we find that and, you know, let people know where they can look for it. You're going to hear more about this brand. You can find it on the website, CosmicDemise.com, and it's also available in a skate shop and surf shop in Santa Monica called Bay Street Surf and Skate Shop. You can find it there. I just dropped a new collection, pants, hoodies, 
socks, few new shirts, hats, all that good stuff. So go crazy. Support. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ali. You guys are going to hear more from Ali. Yeah. Short. Um, let me give a shout out to my wife, Megan. Bro. The Pico Youth and Family Center. <laughs> Bro. For, uh, holding us down and also holding down the community and yes. the kids. Yes. And, uh, man, shout out to Ali, man. I mean, Hello. 22 years old and uh, coming through with your own brand, man, and what you're going to help us with. It's it's really cool, but it's always awesome to see young guys out there getting yeah, it. Yeah, fuck yeah. And uh, do your thing, man. <laughs> you know, I hope that this show will... People will support it. Um, I've been checking out a lot of the content you have. It's very cool. Thank you. Oh, yeah. yeah. John! Uh, shout out to Chumahan for bringing us the Hicks and Gracie thing. I went on an Audible and downloaded it. Do yeah, it. Yeah, nice. Um, uh, Sean at movemental.media for all your audio needs. And shout out to Duke my Ma- dog, Mesa. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my kid, Coy. Yeah. And, uh, and my wife. Yeah. Uh, and a big shout out to Duke Major Tobacco. Duke. <laughs> yep. Major Tobacco. Did you Duke see Major. the uh, the uh, from Raul? Yeah, Raul, the graphic artist. Mm-mm. I had him make a um, Duke Major Tobacco um, American Spirit pack. American Spirit package. Oh, I saw it. You yeah, you saw it. Yeah, yeah. It was fucking phenomenal. The Duke Major Tobacco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a ton of people coming into me. And they're like, "Bro, I walk around all day and I just go Duke Major Tobacco." Dude, my wife said this the same shit to me. She's like, "She'll say it, and then I'm like, "What did you say?" Well, I don't really know what he says. Like, <laughs> I don't understand it, but Duke it's funny Major shit. Tobacco. She's like, "You guys need Duke to make Major shirts tobacco. with that." Yeah. So no, Duke Major Tobacco. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Avondale <laughs> LLP. We wear braids to court. And uh, listen, stop fucking around. Hardluckshow.com, hardluckshow.com. Stop fucking with those other podcasts. They suck, and you know that. All right, mm-hmm. thank you. Like we do about this time. Adios, amigos. I jump around. Please. You fucking. I'm telling you. Just so the listener knows. You fucking. I'm telling you. Just so the listener knows. Just so the listener knows. Hello. Because we're living in an idiotic generation that. We got some good shit for the hard luck, baby. The Duke Major Tobacco. Yeah. The Duke Major Tobacco. Yeah. The Duke Major Tobacco. Yeah. The Duke Major Tobacco. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.